I wish I could sing, dude. Can you imagine? I'd go on The Voice, win a million dollars, frame Nick for murder, put him in jail, and then visit him and make fun of him. God, what a setup. Full Circle is brought to you by KH Industries, Connecticut's leading neighborhood landscaper. Check them out on Facebook for a quote today. Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred, your favorite podcast for pop culture, sports, internet stories, and more. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Fred. Ooh, not today, guys. It's just your host, Fred. This is season two, episode 16 of the Full Circle with Nick and Fred podcast. It is Wednesday, my dudes. I'm going back to a season one opener. Uh, not going to lie, y'all. I'm a little nervous. This is my first time doing something without a co-host or a guest host or anybody other than myself. So it's just going to be me talking to a computer screen for the next 30 to 50 minutes. Haven't really decided how that's going to go, but I uh, hope you guys enjoy it this week. Nick is currently flying down to see me. I don't know where his layover is. It could be Baltimore. It could be Chicago. I have no freaking clue. Uh, his layover is actually right now, I think it goes to like 9.30, 10-ish. Um, so hopefully he can pop in here, give you guys a fun fact this week. If not, uh, it'll be just me. Um, but I have a few things I want to talk about that Nick can't combat and I'm super excited about that. So we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, first thing I have on my outline guys is retro behavior. And you're probably like, what the hell, Fred, what are you talking about with retro behavior? Um, I had a friend call me a childhood friend. My, uh, my dad used to work for a, uh, ice cream distributor out of Connecticut. And so did her dad. And, uh, she gave me a call and she was just going through a rough patch with some stuff. And it just kind of like got me thinking, you know what I mean? That in today's society, and it's just kind of a weird thought, but like, we don't really do what like the previous generation or like the middle, not millennial, but not like our parents, kind of like that in between stage. I think something got lost with like communication with the advancement in technologies. You know, I, I, we've talked about it before. I'm 27 years old. You guys know that. And when I was growing up, like we were just on the cusp of like texting, you had limits on how many texts you could send. You had, you know, AOL, but it was dial up. And if the computer was down, you just kind of watch TV or you invited people over. But that whole age of like showing up at someone's door and just straight up calling people, I feel like you lose that in like your adolescence in a weird way. Um, But I think it's super appreciated and people don't talk about this. I'm probably going to turn it into a poll. Uh, have you shown up, I would say within the last year, have you shown up to a friend or family's doorstep without texting them that you're outside or texting them that you're on your way, just like show up and surprise people. I, I think I used to do it all the time. You know, I talk about my friend, Tyler, uh, my friend, Nicole, she's getting married, uh, next month, which is actually it's this month. No, it's October. So we're one day away. So next month, technically. Um, and I'm super excited for her, but I used to do that all the time. Like once I could start driving, I didn't grow up in the neighborhood, like center of town, like everybody else did, like Nick and a couple of our other friends. And it was just like, I was a goofy dude, but I was old school. So I would just show up like there was sometimes Tyler wasn't even home, but I made good friends with his family. His parents have always been great to me. And they're, they're like my second family. I have his mom in my phone, fun fact as mom number two, which is amazing. Um, but you know, I'm, I've seen him at the wedding. They've met me down here in Williamsburg and they're just great people. And no, no, not one time I ever showed up at someone's house have I ever felt like unwelcome? I mean, I'm not saying you do it to everybody, but definitely those who are close to you. And I think that that's kind of been lost. And I, I just want to like encourage, this is going to be a weird episode, guys. Like, I don't know how else to like, explain it, but I just want to like encourage people to like get back 
into the realism. You know, go show up at a friend's, you know, house and knock. If they're busy, so be it. You know, you drove over there five, 10, 20 minutes. So what? You go home, you know, like, ooh, big, big whoop. Um, be neighborly, you know? And the other thing is, if you're going through some stuff or you miss somebody or whatever the cause may be, pick up the damn phone. You pay enough for it a month. I know you do. Or you're on your parents' plan. You're still paying them probably. Pick up the phone and call somebody, dude. Like, texting's cool if you're busy. You know what I mean? I get that. Some of you guys out there, mad busy. You got work. You got school. I don't I don't care what it is, you know? Send a text. That's fine. But every now and then, if you really want to, like, talk about something, don't, don't find a way to condense it in a text. Don't do that, dude. Just call them. How you do – like – it's annoying to answer the phone. That's why we all do it. We all hit the red button. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm driving. Ah. You know, come up with excuses, right? But we don't need to. And that I guess that's my point. Pick up the phone, call somebody, tell them what's going on, and have a conversation, guys. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. it. It is the most rewarding thing in the world when you can find in people and you can hear them and get the, like, Genuity, genuineness, ingenuity. It's not ingenuity, but you know what I mean? Like just the realism comes out. And I just think it's underappreciated. It's under talked about. Um, And the other thing too, and I kind of want to, it's going to back end on this. I'm still on that retro behavior, right? So I went down for my friend's bachelor, uh, bachelorette party in Myrtle Beach. It was a blast. Uh, Can't keep up with you, Megan. You're, You're stud drinking wise. But I'll tell you this, okay? I get down there. I stayed an extra night because it it's a halfway point between where I'm at in Virginia Beach and actually, my parents are the halfway point. So I went and I stayed with them. I work remote. So I went down and I stayed a day and me and my mom after work just like fell into conversation. And that's kind of what prompted on last last episode. We talked about McDonald's hosting parties and, you know, like crazy old things that like we just don't know about like the hidden secrets of the world that we don't know because you don't ask. And again, I mean, every, I I play devil's advocate when I talk with my friends, I tend to do that a lot. Try to give them both sides, try to create perspective or a different side of, of knowledge that maybe they didn't catch before. Just try to open some eyes. But I think it's crucial whether you have a, even if it's, if, if you have a tough relationship with your parents or no relationship with your parents, they're still, elders above you that have lived a life that you know nothing about. You may think that you know all about that, but until you sit down with them guys, you have no freaking clue what you're missing out on. And you'll get bits and pieces here and there, right? When I sit down with my dad watching football, that's why I love football so much. I talk it's about talk about it so much on this show is it opens up doors, right? Me and my dad sit on the couch for three, four or five hours watching football all day on Sunday. You're going to talk. It's nature. It's, it's going to find a way to work itself out. You can't sit silent for five hours, whether it be football or it turns into a life conversation or whatever it be. Try to find someone ahead of you, some elder that you can sit and ask questions. And I promise you that's almost as rewarding, if not more rewarding than the phone call I'm asking you to make. Because I, I cannot emphasize to you guys enough the stuff you're missing. When I my grandparents on my dad's side live in New Hampshire, I haven't been up there in a hot minute. I got to get up and go snowboarding, skiing, whatever it be. I I love the winter sports. I do. But when you go, when I go up there, and you know my grandparents are very active people. They they they're very healthy people. And 
it is absolutely fascinating to sit down with them. They have like, like, I feel like even in the nature of the conversation, it's an, it's an, it's an, a retro behavior. It's an old concept that my grandparents sit in the living room or like a, like a nook for lack of a better explanation and, and just talk. They read books, they, they converse, right? We don't see them all the time. Obviously I feel like if you guys have grandparents or distant uh, uncles, aunts, cousins, you, you feel the same way when you sit down and you have a great conversation, but it's just like my grandfather. Okay. My dad's side, I'll continue with that. My dad, my grandfather was a engineer for Pratt and Whitney. And he, over the years, I was kind of, you know, he always kind of behind his paper, right? Like newspaper, classic old school vibe. And every now and then I'd kind of prod at him. Now I also get a weird enjoyment out of this. I find this way more fulfilling than probably most people do. So take that as you will. But I sat down with him and, and I like asked him about it. Right. So Pratt and Whitney, I always knew from growing up in Connecticut had a massive plant in Hartford or close to it. And I wanted to know what he did there. Was he a frontline worker? Was he assembly? What, how did he get where he was right? Successful uh, in retirement early, very smart man. What, what did he do? Why, how did he get there? Right. Ask the right questions. And I found out that he did engine development on military grade aircraft and he headed a project out of Korea. He's been to Korea and he's done projects all the world, lived in Texas, tried to get into the military himself. Um, and due to medical reasons, some small stuff, he wasn't able to do that. But if you don't sit down and you don't ask these questions and you don't show the interest or take the time, you'll never know what you're missing. And that really highlighted when I was talking to my mom this weekend, it's been a hot minute. Like me and my mom talk, it's my mom. I'm very, very close to my parents. My, my dad's on the road working right now and it's my dad. He's emotionally unavailable. So it's, it's tough, but me and mom sitting down, it was just fascinating to hear the conversation. I knew they met at McDonald's, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what they did there. I didn't know how I've worked with people. I didn't marry them and, and stay with them for 25, 30 years and have two kids. So how did they get to where they got? Right. And it was just fascinating. I mean, like the little details, the friends she recalled, the story she pulled out unintentionally, fascinating. And I can feel so fulfilled knowing those little things that no one else is going to know. Like those, those people in her stories probably don't even remember them. And it's just amazing to take that knowledge and be able to, if I start a family, if I have kids, which I'm planning on, to be honest with you, to be able to pass that on to them. Who was your grandmother? I'm going to tell you who she was. If it was ever so fortunate that they couldn't talk to her themselves, you know, I want to pass that on. And I don't, I, it's like a weird thing. I know I'm getting deep here and with Nick on, I can finally do that a little bit more, but to sum this, this whole thing up, guys, make the call, text that person. I don't care if you're waiting for them, you know, the whole don't text first thing. I get that to a certain degree. You know, if you're upset or you really feel a friendship isn't being valued, you can test it if you want. And, I, and it's healthy. Yeah, I, I don't think you should have friendships that aren't of value to you um, or don't help you grow, I should say. But it, it, make the call, send the text, and, and sit down with your family, your brother, your sister, everything. You think you know people until you actually pull the crazy stories out of them. And it, it can be a light conversation. How did you and dad meet? What was your first job? What was your first car? Where did you used to live? What was school like? Just get them going and they will tell you. I promise you. And it'll blow your mind. So retro behavior, get back into it. Get off the phones, get off the computer, take five minutes. And it will, I promise you, you'll look up, it'll be an hour and a half, but take five minutes to start and, and have a conversation with the people you love, guys. I'm serious. All right. Um, 
kind of leads into my next conversation, my next topic for today. And I wrote self-help. Okay. Self-help. Now I know this is a big turn from the comedy crap I usually do. And, uh, I do enjoy that. That's who I am. Everybody who knows me knows I'm goofy or try to be. Um, but in that conversation too, I was having with my friend, it was just, I realized that I kind of give the same advice every time I talk to people and I'm okay with that because I feel like it's a good foundation for advice. So, so to speak, do what makes you guys happy. I don't, some of you guys, I'm sure that listen to this, I don't know you individually as much as I would probably love it. Like I said, everybody's got a story. That's why we try to get you guys in, uh, involved on Instagram at Podcast, guys. Get involved in the polls. I want to learn about people. I enjoy that. But the biggest thing for advice and just moving forward in life is do what makes you happy. We've kind of stayed away from it on this show, the whole vaccination and all this and that and the other thing and the politics. And I'll do my best to stay out of it. But everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a reason for their opinion. Whether it's educated or uneducated, you stand in a certain direction. It might be more in the middle. It might lead one way or the other. It might be entirely one way or the other. But at the end of the day, you need to go through your life knowing that you made every decision that you could best for yourself. And it is selfish in nature, but it it pays off dividends in the end. And my example to that right now is, and only because it's prevalent in, in what's going on, right? We like to talk about what's going on in the world in this show. And I haven't had too much going on lately other than my travels, which I'll get into in a little bit. But, you know, the biggest thing right now I've heard and uh, it didn't pack my personal life with my, you know, my girlfriend. She has a job and they are stating, which is interesting in a different conversation I don't have time for, for healthcare, but they're mandating that you take the vaccine to keep your job. And if they didn't get vaccinated, I believe it was by the end of this month or the middle of the end of this month or the beginning of next down here in Virginia, there were a majority of the healthcare providers in the area, hospitals, urgent cares, et cetera, would terminate your employment. And I do know one individual who's a little bit more religious, I will say, and she didn't feel comfortable getting the vaccine. And she, I don't see that changing. I don't see her actually getting it to keep her job. And some people are in that position and some people aren't. And that's my point. No one, you don't have to answer to people. We live in a society with social media that people feel that they have to answer to everybody. You don't have to answer to anybody. You have to answer to yourself. You're When you finish this journey that we call life, guys, all you're going to have is you and those that you brought into your inner circle that you wanted to open up to, okay? You have to live with your decisions. So if you feel that the vaccine taking it is the right route, which no offense, I've been very against it from the beginning, but I had my criteria. My criteria was met. Cassie needed to get it. I, so I decided with all of this criteria that I had and I, and I personally needed finally being met, I got the vaccine. I'll say that. This person is saying, I don't care about any of that. I just don't, I'm not ready. And whatever her reason may be, I didn't get that deep into it because it's not my business. But whatever her reasoning is, doesn't make her any less human. doesn't make her any less uh, personable. It, it's, you, it's so frustrating to see that, you know, she's bent out of shape. She's stressed out. I'm going to lose my job. But it, everything, she's got two decisions. She didn't, might not realize if she has two decisions. You can take the vaccine and keep your job. And in her, in her case, I'm not, it's very specific to this situation. She can take the vaccine and stay at her job, or she can choose her, her way. And I'm not saying it's the wrong way, her way, 
write to her to not get the vaccine and maybe have to find another job or find another out or source of income. And that's a very tough, that's a very tough decision to make for more than most. And all I can say as, as bipartisan a human being as I generally am is, again, I will come back to my main statement. Do what makes you happy. If you are absolutely against this vaccine and you feel the way you feel about it, don't get the vaccine. Do what you want. Guys, I'm so, you might not agree with this and we can do a poll on it if you want. It ain't going to hurt my feelings, but live your best life. I don't know you. No one's inside your head like you are. Figure out what's best for you, okay? Find the support for you that you need, whether it be a therapist in life, a best friend, a family member, whatever it is, find that support, okay? A, a, a sports team, a, a college, I, I don't care. Find the support and make decisions that you can live with at the end of the day. That's all we have to do in life. And people overlook that substantially, okay? I don't care if you're in a 20-year marriage and it's suddenly not for you. You guys have outgrown it and you feel that you want to get a divorce, but that's so taboo in your your religious view. Do what makes you happy. It's your life to live. You get one go at it, guys. Okay? I know it's deep, but that's where I'm at on it. All right? Um, I know I went into this gung heavy, and I'm super sorry if you guys were not expecting that. It'd be what it be, but it is my podcast. And like I said, Nick's not here to lock it down into some goofy crap or throw his opinions out there. So I'm just going to give you some Fred. You're going to get some full-on Fred from Full Circle this week, guys. Uh, we still have the, the standards. We're going to get into some polls here in a bit. I, I got an ad for you guys. Got a badly explained movie. Got songs of the week. And then I got uh, some advice on the end, on the back end. Some advice you guys probably hadn't, hadn't thought of. A lesson of the week. We're going to try a new segment. Um, but I want to jump into the next one first. So I only had five topics or three topics. But this one's going to be another top five. You guys know I love my my uh, polls and my rankings. So I decided, like, if I was going to do a podcast episode on my own, I would want to rank, like, my travel experiences. I feel like some of you guys could benefit from that or maybe uh, you might be interested in some of these. Some of these locations are close to you. Some of them aren't. Um, but maybe something to consider because I think travel is important uh, in life. Uh, it really rounds out your personality. Um, one thing I will say, it's kind of a weird weird twist is I think everybody should move. I know that's a really weird thing to say out loud, but when you get outside of that comfort zone, that bubble that you grow up in life hits you so much faster. And I just feel like you get a newfound appreciation for the little things that if you do have a great support around you disappears. Um, when I first moved North and I haven't really talked too much about this, but when I first moved to North Carolina, uh, my cousin, um, Sean really, I mean, when he's my family, I love the kid took me in and he was the one suggesting I moved down here and I was going through some stuff in Connecticut at the time job wise. And I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I, at first I was if, iffy about it, left a lot of stuff back home in Connecticut and kind of half-assed the moving process a little bit, but moved down to North Carolina. And right when everything was starting to hit the fan down here, I couldn't make my car payment. I was t- struggling to find work or a decent job. Um, my parents moved down and that support followed me, that initial support, and it worked out. And I'm not saying it does that for everybody, but we, I tell my friends, guys, and I'll throw this at you as well, all the listeners, you always can go back. And there's no shame in that. Let me be the first to tell you there's no shame in that. You there's Backpedaling isn't a, bit, a big deal as long as you learn something. If you didn't learn anything, then I, we could have that conversation. I'd say that it's a little bit more discussion worthy. 
as to whether or not it really is falling backwards, but there's growth in every direction. And if you move away from home, it kind of opens your eyes, you meet new people, you see new things, your, your experience grows, your knowledge grows. And I think it really, really grows you at, at, as a human being. And I encourage it. But if it doesn't work, right, if my parents hadn't moved down, if I didn't get the support that I needed, I would have had to move home. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. At first, it hits a little bit. Like, did I fail here? What did I do wrong here? Some things are out of your control. There's definitely things you could do better. But I mean, I was applying to jobs, 10, 15 applications a day, and I just couldn't get a job. It just wasn't going to happen. And there's no shame in that. Like it, I tried it. It almost and it almost didn't work. Everything fell into place. But And it turned into one of the greatest experiences of my life. It continued, and I traveled throughout the state, moved to Raleigh for a job that everyone, some people told me not to do. And it's just fascinating. Raleigh turned out to be one of my favorite cities. Um, I mean, there's nothing else to it. I mean, I've had friends visit me down there. I enjoy the breweries and, you know, there's different culture everywhere you go. And I think people need to experience that. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you don't move, all right, you're like, Fred, you're talking crazy. I ain't freaking moving. That's fine. But at least travel, you know, we have PTO, Take time for yourself. Kind of goes back to that self-health, like being happy, doing you, live your best life, guys. Go travel. Go places maybe you're not comfortable with, maybe you haven't heard of. Go see the world because it's it's truly fascinating place and it's not talked about enough. But leaving in, leaning into the travel. Sorry, I'm on. It's all rant session today for me. Um, guys, I'm giving you my top five travel experiences that I can think of since I was a kid. Now, I've been very fortunate. My parents have blessed me with so many opportunities to travel to various locations. I've been Mostly up and down the East Coast, Larry Caverns, Shenandoah National Park, Hershey Park, um, Six Flags. I've been to, I've driven through a lot of places. Pennsylvania is always under construction. I've gone skiing, snowboarding, Vermont, New Hampshire. I've been to Montreal, Canada. I've been all the way down to Florida and Tennessee, um, Georgia, Atlanta, um, Savannah, South, uh, you know, uh, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, Hilton Head. I've been a lot of places. And uh, I kind of knocked it down to five that I felt were my all-time favorite memories when it came to traveling. And I think, it, like I said, it does round you out as a person. So I'm going to start at five. I'm going to work my way up. Uh, honorable mentions, I've said it twice now already, the ski trips and road trips with my family, guys. Uh, when you're a kid, you're never going to appreciate it. We were young on a, a few of these. Um, one of the times we went to Disney World, I think it was seven. And me and my brother beat each other up in the car for the 24-hour ride. It was down there. That was a lot of fun. Um, you don't appreciate it till you're older, but it was an amazing trip. And I love the skiing, the mountains. See, like with the moving, right? I moved south. I don't really have that anymore. They have the mountains around, but it's not its not the White Mountains. It's not New Hampshire. It's not Vermont. But you appreciate those things that much more. So those are like my ski trips, my grandfather, my, my dad. Those, uh, those kind of take precedent uh, as honorable mentions. Uh, road trips with my family. Like I said, the Ray Caverns we've been to. Um, you know, Virginia Beach we used to do when I was a kid. And, so many things. Um, but number five, guys, number five travel experiences for me, um, hopefully you guys can take this and run with it and maybe, maybe check some of these places out, was uh, I wrote cruises, Caribbean, and Mexico. Um, I've been to Mexico, I think, three times. Costa Maya, uh, Cozumel, I can think of a couple other places, um, various. But people don't like cruises, right? Spend a lot of money on a boat. It's like, Why? Uh, cruising is an interesting situation. The only reason I recommend it guys, it is fun. You can make the best of your own situation. I'm, I'm a kid who loves food guys. And on these cruises, you get a little bit of worldly cuisine. Like you want Chinese food. It's there in want some way, shape or form. You want sushi. It's there. You want, um, American food, steaks, burgers. It's there. You want seafood. It's there. 
it gives you a little bit of that travel experience all centralized while you're actually traveling, right? You get to enjoy all that. And then you wake up one day and you're on an island and they really are, you know, everybody thinks cruises, Caribbean, Mexico, you can do one across the Atlantic with a Royal Caribbean. You can do fly overseas. I'm not stopping you fly across the pond, go to the Mediterranean, take a Mediterranean cruise. I'm sure it'd blow your mind. I'd love to do that someday. But cruising is is a really cool thing. I've been on three cruise lines. I've been on Norwegian. I've been on Carnival. And I've been on Royal Caribbean. I think Royal Caribbean is my favorite. I like their structure. And I've been on them multiple times. Um, I did like Norwegian. But their dinner structure was different. And I liked the dynamic that Royal Caribbean provided. It was more of like a, you do your activities, you come to a family dinner. Um, Norwegian had that, but it was more flex. So it didn't seem as structured. It was kind of nice on the Royal Caribbean. You, they do like fancy nights. So you put, you know, you do all your activities during the day on the island, whatever, on the boat. You dress up, you get all cleaned up, do some pictures. You sit down to a nice, like what felt like a five-star meal every night, you know? Um, Norwegian had that, but it was more open restaurant vibe. So there was no set dinner times, right? Um, so you would literally just kind of go when you were hungry, which was cool. Definitely better, but it just felt like home. You know, it felt like hitting a restaurant. Um, and then I went, my boy, uh, shout out Josh, dude. I freaking love this kid, man. Uh, birthday's after mine. He's just a baby, you know, one day after mine. Um, but Josh took me on a cruise actually. Uh, when I first moved down to North Carolina, I was struggling a little bit. He took me on a cruise and we went on carnival and I didn't like their drinking package. So most of these cruises you can pay extra for an alcohol drinking package and carnival. I struggled with a little bit. They had a daily limit. Now I know that sounds like an absolute alcoholic thing to say, but Royal Caribbean was literally unlimited. You could just go drink, 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 drink after you pay that initial price. So that's my number five, guys. I've been, like I said, Caribbean. I've been, uh, one of my favorite airports was, God, what was the, St. Martin. And if you look it up, um, I want to say it's Maho Beach in St. Martin. I don't know if it's been since destroyed or um, damaged with the string of recent hurricanes. You got to remember that last time I went was probably like five, six years ago at least. Um. But yeah, it was just the plane, the planes incoming from whether it's international or local flight come in right over the beach. And if it's a big enough plane, it'll actually blow the sand and the water line back. Yeah, like it is the most insane thing you'll ever see. Look it up. Google it segment this week, guys, Maho Beach. So it'll be Caribbean and uh, cruises as a conglomerate for me at number five. Uh, number four. This is kind of a weird one, but I still have I'm actually looking at a thing on my desk right now. The thing I got with my grandparents when I went. Uh, just stated it. My grandparents in New Hampshire. Uh, we went to a uh, we took a hike when I was a kid to a place called Franconia Notch, and I got to tell you, it was one of the most incredible hikes I've ever been on. Now I'm not a freaking five ker. All right, I'm not in the best shape. I certainly wasn't back then, but it was one of the coolest hikes ever. It has water. I'm a big water guy. That's the dumbest thing you'll probably hear in this podcast. Big water guy. Love oceans, rivers ponds, everything. I just love water. I don't know what it is. And this one has like a, literally a river that's like cut through the canyon so thin, so rough over the years that like boulders are above your head on the walkway. So you walk on these on these planked uh, paths, so to speak, these built paths up over this river, so to speak. And above you in this canyon, it's a, it's, it's a narrow um, canyon. And there's like boulders wedged above you that haven't fallen yet because it's so like roughly carved. I don't know how to explain it, but just check it out. Franconia Notch. If you're near New Hampshire, guys, I don't care if, if it's within three hours, it's worth your time. If you can manage to do more, I wouldn't spend money on a hotel to go do that. If you're going to make a thing of it, maybe go up there, hike and there's other hiking spots in the area. It's, it's all, it's, I mean, it's the forest. It's New Hampshire. There's a million places you can find, but if you're going there for one event, it's more of a day trip. 
Uh, but it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Um, the views, it's up a mountain, there's river. It's just, it's, I can't truly explain it, but from what I, I'll never forget it. It's just, it, it was the company as well. I love being around my grandparents, but it was, it was nature is an incredible architect. And I've been, I, I didn't actually have it on here, but it's, it's the Grand Canyon, all of it, nature creating its own infrastructure and its own, I should just say structure. Its own structure is, is incredible and it, you should take the time. Uh, third on my list, utter change from nature, okay, is Vegas. I don't know how many of you guys have been to Vegas. It is an incredible trip to take. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how much money you have. If you have the money, it makes it easier, obviously. It's a gambling city. It's expensive. It's entirely tourist. I mean, there's a ton of people that live there, which is dumbfounding to me, but it is definitely tourist. And I, again, I'm a big nerd. Guys, the, the structure, the architecture in, in Vegas is absolutely second to none. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. The I've been to the Wynn, I think was the recent one. There was two of them. There's the Wynn and there's another one that are very similar. Encore, I believe, because they just put one in Boston. Uh, the Wynn Hotel and the, or the Encore. And it was a golf course. I think it was a couple hundred dollars to play on for one round in Vegas. And it was like it was like PGA level golf course. It was it was incredible. And the shops are all like the biggest brands you can think of. And and the, my favorite hotel um, out there, and there's a few, the Luxor is amazing. It's got like actually uh, elevators that are on a pitch, almost a uh, 45, 50 degree angle because it's literally a pyramid. So when you go up to your floor, it's it's on an angle. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, New York, New York is a miniature model of New York. I wish I was kidding, but you'd understand if you go. And my favorite one by far is the Venetian. All right. And what it is, is on the outside, it doesn't look like much. I'm not going to lie, but you get in the Venetian and it, it's a replicate of Italy. So the walls, the ceiling is painted to look like a, a cloudy day sky. And the shops, the shop fronts are an extruded, um, almost like pillar, like Greek, like, I don't know how to explain it. Italian style, like street, street front. And then in the center of this entire building is a man-made river, so to speak, with gondolas on it. With, with little bridges that take you from one side to the other. And it is literally an Italy replica. And it's incredible. I mean, I didn't, you don't have to gamble away thousands. You got the stratosphere, um, if it's still there, which was the tallest building in Vegas. You can bungee off of it. There's actually um, amusement park rides on the top. There's a teeter-totter over the stratosphere. I believe it's 179 floors up. And the thing literally teeters off the side of the building. It's incredible. There's five rides on the top of that. I regret doing it or not doing it, I should say. Um, but I was young and it'd be what it'd be. Probably get another chance eventually. But Vegas is incredible. Go off the strip to eat, save yourself some money. But it is fascinating. It is fascinating for for human design. Um, it's incredible. The hotels are incredible. The club scene's incredible. The activities. Um, each hotel is it's like stepping into another world. It's amazing. Uh, number two was Virginia Beach. Um, we used to come down here. It's funny that I live here now. I've brought that up before, but my dad's side of the family, family guys is huge. And, um, I would say most, if not all of my aunts and uncles and all, all, if not most, or all of my cousins would show up and we'd rent a three story house in Sandbridge about 30, 40 minutes from where I'm, I'm at currently. And you just get each family got a room. It'd be a little tight, but guys, vacation is all about who you see and what you do, right? You don't give a crap about the room. You're just sleeping in it. So we'd rent a three-story house. Each family would cook a different night, save some money on food. And we would go to Norfolk and we'd check out the city and we'd do 
my whole family, literally like 60 of us going to motor world and just wrecking each other on go-karts and going golfing, and hitting the beach and taking the, my uncle's boat out and grabbing clams that were the nastiest things. We tried to eat them, but they were bay clams. They were awful. It was memories out the yin yang. Uh, I hope I can do it again with my family soon, but there's a decent amount of stuff to do down here. Now I'm not saying it's Vegas, right? It's Virginia beach. Um, but the boardwalk's cool. You got You can find things to do and it's just more of a, a memory for me, but there's a lot to do around here. You're about an hour, hour and a half from the outer banks. I mean, there's a lot going on. So Virginia beach at two. And then this one's kind of interesting. I don't know how many of y'all know this, uh, but it's the reason I'm a Dallas fan is the last one. So, uh, when my brother turned 12, he was a Cowboys fan. Him and my dad were committed Cowboys fans. You can find pictures of me younger as a Patriots uh, fan with the with the jackets and the jerseys. I won't acknowledge it. Don't talk to me about it. <laughs> I do love Brady, but no, absolutely not. Um, we went down to Dallas. It was the last year in Cowboys Stadium. So for those of you who follow football, Cowboys moved into AT&T, AT&T Stadium, I want to say 2013. Could be very wrong on this. Well, it was the last year. I went when I was 14, so that's not possible. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened, but it was the last year. We have a commemorative towel at my parents' house. Last year of Cowboys Stadium before they blew it up, and we took a tour. We got jerseys, and I fell in love with the city of Dallas. I mean, it was a heck of a flight to get out there, but it's it, Texas hospitality, Texas behavior is, is a category all of its own. Um, massive steaks, good food, massive home-style food, cheap enjoyable uh you know you got the if you're a sports fan that's the place to go they got um the te- the Texas the Rangers for baseball uh they had right outside of the same complex as the Cowboys which have now moved and then the Cowboys obviously and then uh the Dallas Mavericks are in there um the, we stayed at a place called the Hyatt Regency there that has a restaurant and a rotating ball off the side it's I want to say like 30 stories up fascinating just it was cool I wish I had more time to enjoy that that area uh, I think we went for like a long weekend or a week or something like that. But that was that was probably one of my most influential trips. I didn't really – I wasn't a big sports guy. The only team I'd never committed to when I was a kid was the Red Sox. We used to go to Fenway Park. Boston's probably up there on my list as well. Honorable mention to Boston. I go back as much as I can. Um, but it was always the Red Sox for me. I watched baseball. As I got older, for whatever reason, Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys. Once I went to that stadium and we saw them play the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, that's my brother's birthday, it was – uh, it was a tradition like no other. It was incredible. Everybody we met there was from somewhere else in the country, Michigan, Iowa, every, like literally in our row alone, there was probably, uh, six States present. It's fascinating. So if you guys get a chance to go down to Dallas, or you're always wondering why it's America's team, once you see it for yourself, you'll understand. Um, and you can hate them all you want, but that's my team, man. Go Cowboys. So again, five was Caribbean and cruises Four Franconia notch, uh, trail and hiking in New Hampshire. Three is Vegas. Four or two is Virginia Beach, and number one guys was Dallas for me. It just kind of played a big influence on my life, and I appreciated it. Uh, you're probably like Fred. You've been yammering for about thirty minutes, and you're absolutely right. I appreciate you guys sticking it out this far. Uh, I want to get into last week's polls. I put some polls up, so we're going to get into that. It's kind of hard to keep an eye on the track of time when Nick's not around, and I don't have him whining in my ear. So hopefully he gets in. Like I said, he's got that layover. I sent him an invite into this. Hopefully he pops in with his uh. Fun fact, but for now, let me go ahead and get into those polls for you guys. I'm going to pull them up. So I think we had a few. I think I had like five or six, and we did do some DMs to have people actually interact with us this week, and I was excited to see that we did get some responses. So uh, I'll go with the polls first. Uh, first thing is we talked about it last week, guys. It was what was the best movie prop? 
Okay. Um, Nick had said lightsaber, right? We talked about a few things. If we could keep a movie prop, what would it be? Nick said lightsaber. I said DeLorean. I put it up for debate. Uh, we had 30 votes, uh, 11 voted for lightsaber, but 19 for the DeLorean. So the DeLorean got the win there. Um, but lightsaber, not too far behind. And I really think the hockey stick putter from happy Gilmore would have put up a bigger fight, but lightsabers got tier. DeLorean's even better. B would be. Um, Nick also gave us the luxury, the the amazing option of checking out his younger YouTube page, Rams Lover 007. What a nerd. Okay. Uh, guys, I checked that out. Cringe AF. That's what I thought. So I put it on there, guys. Is Nick Sawa's YouTube page cringe? We had, ah, my math is so bad. 23 votes. Uh, 16 for yes, 7 no. So 70 of you thought it was all right. 16 of you were like, yeah, bro, this is this is sketch. Hopefully he put some stuff on there. Nick, when you hear this, put some stuff on your YouTube page, my guy. You're older now. You're doing things now. Put it up there. Also, it was kind of, kind of come to our attention uh, from our inner circle that possibly uh, censoring the show might be a better idea um, for growth. And I, you know, I, like I said, I want to know what y'all think. You're the listeners. You know what I mean? So I said, should we censor the show, guys? For real. Uh, we had 27 votes. I had an overwhelming 25 for nay and two for yay. So I respect that either way. Um, I'm sure everybody understood that, where that was coming from. But I think we're going to keep it as is, keep the swearing to a minimum, but keeps the show real and authentic, and I appreciate that. Uh, next one was, all right, I just said it earlier in the show, McDonald's hosted birthday parties. Did not know this. My mom blew my freaking mind wide open. All right, couldn't believe it. And I was like, how many people knew this, right? So I threw it up there. Y'all liars, bro. Ain't no heckin' way. 27 votes, 21 yay that you knew that they hosted parties. And six nay. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to throw the stone here because I, I I don't believe you guys. All right? And then the two DM situations were a little bit deeper. And I was hoping we got some responses. And guys, I'm not going to lie to you. You didn't let me down. We got quite a few. First question was in the... What past event in your life would you use a confetti cannon to celebrate? And we got some interesting ones that range from small stuff to big stuff. I got to shout out my boy, Travis. He wrote, not becoming a dad. Good for him. <laughs> like, small, like that would be hilarious. But I also feel like that happens more than you realize. Um, one of our uh, big listeners, also host of the Ditto podcast, Jesse. she wrote the first time that she made... Um, 10k i mean i'll just read it as it is they would put their responses in first time she made 10k owning her own business so hell yeah launch all the confetti cannons dude congratulations on that jess i didn't even know about that um we had a few other people uh put put in uh, uh, like for traveling um obviously i think the big one the elephant in the room was uh, like like the v card were you losing that blow that confetti cannon baby so i can get that we had quite a few responses guys really appreciate you getting involved on that um, the second one was one Nick brought up. I put it as a poll originally and then deleted it. I wanted some real thoughts. And I put up, is it okay to keep or wear a gift from an ex? Now, I'm kind of one of those who tries to pride myself on ending a relationship clean. So in my opinion, it was absolutely and meant a good time when you did have whatever that was. So I personally said yes. Uh, we had Sydney come in with a response. She said uh, yes. Uh, jewelry and it, it was a big time in her life and he you know obviously didn't end well but she's keeping it and there's no crime in that so appreciate you sending that in Sid um I it's a gift uh gotta keep it it's a sentimental meaning um yeah it's no different someone bought you a gift uh who wasn't dating you so a ton of different responses guys um 
Really appreciate all that. Thanks for coming out. We'll get more on the DMs on that. I, I like seeing the actual responses as opposed to a yay or nay. So I'll get more involved with that uh, moving forward. But those are our polls for this week. Uh, I did have a couple that I want to put up this uh, this upcoming week here. Um, I'll probably do a few more after I put this show out based on the conversation I just had with myself. Uh, but I want to do mountains versus beach. <clears throat> mountains versus beach. And I want to do, would you guys want a Carol interview? A Fred's mom interview? Because they did own businesses. I feel like that'd be a fun interview to have. Uh, their insight on that would be very interesting as people who did not go to college but had two successful businesses. I think it'd be a very interesting interview. So again, yay or nay on a Carol interview and mountains or beach. Um, what's the preference? So those are the two coming at you this week. And then keep an eye open for more based on this episode. I don't even have a good ad for you guys. Um, I'm just going to lay it down. Okay. I mean, somebody has to pay for this airtime and I'm going to do a real ad because I use them all the time. Guys, are you trying to lose weight? Are you watching your figure? Me too, dude. Me too. And eating Twizzlers and loading up on milk duds and getting all these carbs and fats in you isn't going to help. So I'm going to give you a little trick from our this week's sponsor, guys. Find a, like a middle ground, like gum or, in this case, sunflower seeds by David. David Sunflower Seeds, guys. Get two cups on my desk throughout the day. Do the sunflower seeds like I'm sitting on a baseball field, right? Like a Mookie Betts out there. And just snack on sunflower seeds. They're really not that bad for you. Sodium might be an issue, but they ain't going to tell you that. And you're getting your snack in without having to uh, gain weight. So do Sunflower Seeds by David today. I should have done better, and I apologize, but that's what you get. That's what you get this week, guys. Um, it doesn't look like Nick's going to make it in, obviously. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, last two, uh, three things. I got Nick's NFL picks. I didn't get his song of the week, so it looks like Nick's not going to get a song of the week. Um. But I'm going to hop in this week's Badly Explained Movie Guys. One of my all-time favorites, Disney's Cars. All right, here we go. Hot Shot, Lightning McQueen, okay? Big rookie. Top dog, right? On top of the NASCAR world. Cocky bastard, right? Comes out, winning races, thinking he's the bee's knees. Ties for the championship of the season, okay? against the old dude and the douchebag. So they all got to run out to Vegas. They all got to run out to California to do one big race to see who the winner is, see who's the best in the biz, right? So Lightning McBigshot gets in his truck or his trailer, and he starts to head to California, right? Because he's going to get the biggest sponsor. He's going to land Dynaco. He's going to be the best thing. He's going to be the next best thing. Well, nope. He gets lost, ends up in Hillbilly Hell, meets a Porsche, meets a rusted tow truck, Befriends everybody after being a total butthead to them and destroying their town. Fixes town. Turns into a good dude. Fights old judge guy in town who turns out to be his best friend later on and, and mentor. Gets everything squared up. Makes friends. Gets sent back. Gets over to freaking California. Goes to win the race. Changes. Full character development. Helps the old guy who crashes on the final lap. Pushes him across the line. Oh, he, he finishes third. It's crazy because the douchebag won. Lightning McQueen didn't win, but he's still the best guy. It's all about character. That's what we learned in this movie. He lands, he gets offered down to Coke, doesn't take it because he stays with the original sponsors who got him in the, in the position that he was in. Douchebag, butthead becomes pinnacle NASCAR in Disney's car. I've seen that movie probably like 400,000 times. I don't care. I was watching Incredibles before I started this thing. Also great movie. Get Disney Plus, guys. Disney Plus is the tits. You're welcome. Um, last thing I'll do. 
Uh, I'll, I'll get into it real quick. NFL picks, guys. You know how we do it. Me and Nick pick the Thursday night game, the Monday night game, and a late Sunday game, right? The late 8, eight o'clock Sunday game. This week, it's Jags-Bengals, Jaguars-Bengals, Buccaneers-Patriots, and Raiders-Chargers. Uh, just for future reference, when me and Nick round up and see who's better, I feel like I might come back. He's got a decent lead right now. Jags, Bengals, me and Nick both pick the Bengals in our NFL picks this week. We both take the Buccaneers and Brady over the Patriots in Foxborough. That'll be a great game. On uh, I think that's Sunday night. And then Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I have the Raiders in red-hot Derek Carr quarterback, and Nick is taking Jay Herbs, Jay, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers. So that's where the discrepancy this week is. If we both win, we both lose on the first two games. But the Raiders-Chargers were me and Nick split this week. So those are NFL picks of the week. And, guys, I'm going to give you one – I'm going to give you a new segment, Fred's Lesson of the Week, and then I'll let you out of here, okay? Um, for those of you who don't know, I used to work United Healthcare for about two, two and a half years. And I see this all the time. And even in my current job, when we talk HR and where people have questions on their health benefits, it's not talked about enough. If you guys have benefits at your job or you use your healthcare avidly, whether you have a health condition or you just, you know, go to the doctors a lot, which I you probably should. I don't because I've seen this side of things, unfortunately. Ask questions. When it comes to billing in any kind, if you're at a restaurant and the bill seems high or something, ask questions. Everybody's so nervous about confrontation, but in those situations, it is literally hurting your wallet. Okay. When you go to a restaurant, something seems high, ask about it. It's, it's no crime to clear information up, whether the at waiter or waitress acts like a butthead or management acts like a butthead or not. You, you have every right to know exactly what you're spending your money on. And the same people don't realize that the same goes for your healthcare. Um, for those who do listen to this, I'm going to try to save you. If you once you end up on your own, you have your own benefits at a job, and then you go see the doctor, you have co-pays, you have charges. You can ask the doctor how they're going to bill, generally speaking, before any procedure is done. So you know how it's going to hit your insurance, whether or not you're going to get a, a, a huge bill, a no bill, whatever it's going to be. And you have the right to do all the research beforehand. A lot of people think the, the health companies and these insurance companies care about you. They don't. Um, I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash for that. It's a hot take. I mean, they do to a certain extent, the money they make, they're still a business, but, and they do use it for good to try to better things. Don't get me wrong. But in the grand scheme of things, you need to worry about yourself in network, at a network, right? Doctors are at a better rate. If they're in your plan or involved with your plan, ask these questions, guys. Okay. Your primary doctors, your doctors aren't going to know because they're, they're billing for the services and they partners. Sometimes they know, but usually their billing department does, or it's really tricky. Call your insurance. Is the doctor in? Is the doctor out? If he bills with this information, how am I going to receive my bill? How much is this going to cost me? And you can tell if it's going to hit your deductible or a copay. I've seen so many people have to pay a bill that they weren't expecting. And all I'm saying is it's easier to plan for stuff when you know. So my big lesson of the week, guys, is ask questions with billing, okay? You need to know where your money's going. When it comes to insurance, there's a lot of ways. A lot of people don't know this. If you go in for surgery, they can bill you at a hospital for every separate entity, anesthesia, okay? The surgeon, um, any assistants that may walk in there and, and bill for it. If they bill a code and they say, hey, I did this, the, the insurance gets a bill, you get a bill, okay? So ask the right questions. And just because you're in the hospital doesn't mean that everybody in the hospital is in with your plan. It's just a hub for these doctors to work at. So there, a lot of people don't know that either. If you have questions, DM me, snap me. I'd rather try to be there for you guys to help out. The lesson of the week, especially with healthcare guys, ask the right questions. Take the time, do the research before you have anything done. It'll save you in the long run. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. NFL picks, that's your lesson of the week. I'm sorry if you've seen cars and that seems somewhat 
awful. It was supposed to. It was badly explained cars. Got your ad this week, David Sunflower Seeds. I'm going to call them. They're going to owe me money for that. And we'll get Nick's fun fact. We'll double that next week. Got you the polls. Top five travel places in the beginning. Self-health, guys. Take care of yourselves, okay? And do some old school stuff. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Do you. Song of the week for me this week, guys, is Civil War by Russ. It's a... Uh, it's kind of old school. It's got an old school vibe to it. Definitely more of R&B and a feel song. But Civil War by Rush. Check it out. Uh, this has been Full Circle with your boy Fred. I'm going to play the outro. Nick didn't make it today. Uh, but we'll get him back next week, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Be sure to check out our sponsors and follow us on Instagram at full.circlepodcast for polls and updates.